Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Subscribe and comment on. Uh, but more importantly, after that, we will also do a live stream about something that I think is critical. And once again, all of the Crash Bros Doom and Gloom channels are missing. So stay tuned for that. I will record it as soon as the Daily Financial News is over. So as we get into the Daily Financial News, we must start with Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley has officially collapsed. It is now in control of the FDIC. What I want to highlight here is we aren't going to really know the end of the story probably until Monday, at the latest, Monday at 6 a.m. I believe, I suspect there are several negotiations going on right now. I believe it is the goal of, frankly, government, Treasury, F, you know, FDIC, and others to kind of create a shotgun marriage. Uh, I still believe, and I think I said this yesterday, that come Monday morning, J.P. Morgan or like institution will own Silicon Valley Bank. It's going to be an exciting 48 hours because if this doesn't happen, then we start to see cascading pain. So here are some very interesting stats about Silicon Valley Bank that make its banking collapse unique, but very, very painful. First and foremost, it is the second largest banking failure ever, ever by asset uh, amount. The largest, of course, being Washington Mutual. Washington Mutual was the largest bank failure in U.S. history. We now have the second largest at Silicon Valley Bank. The second thing that makes Silicon Valley Bank, and I tried to highlight this yesterday, it is very, very important. Only 2%, that's this number, of their depositors are what you would call mom and pop. They were highly intertwined with the Silicon Valley private equity, hedge funds, tech, life sciences. So what does that mean to you and me? It means that only 87% of total deposits are under FDIC insurance. Yes, folks, 13% of the total deposits are insured. Think about that. That means 87% of the deposits are at risk. Now, I don't think all of those deposits evaporate. Obviously, Silicon Valley Bank has assets, but I have not seen their balance sheet. I don't know what their mark-to-markets are. There certainly could be some losses. But this is why Monday is important. If there is a shotgun marriage, a forced union, everyone will, all the bank balances will be made whole. They will make sure that happens. But if there is not a shotgun marriage, let me just say there is going to be pain in the Silicon Valley like we haven't seen before.
There are companies that can't make payroll. Remember, folks, FDIC is up to 250K per account. And if you're in the Silicon Valley, let's just do some rough math right here. 250K. Let's assume you're paying 240 grand a year for engineers. That's 10 grand every two weeks. All you need is 25 employees and you're done. You're done. You can't make payroll. There's a problem. We have heard from institutions like Roku. Roku had, if you look at their balance sheet, they had almost 2 billion in cash, almost like 1.8. 26%, what is that? Like 400 million? No, oh, man, it's more like 500 million. $500 million was at Silicon Valley Bank. That is a lot more than 250 grand. Now on Monday, assuming nothing happens, everybody will have access to 250K. That is the FDIC limit. They will be made whole. And yes, folks, Roku, who by my accounts has $500 million at risk, will get access to 250K. Now in fairness, according to Roku, they have 74% of their cash elsewhere. They will not be marginally impacted day one. But there are companies who won't make payroll, who could be forced to lay off employees starting Monday. This could be that bad. And it could cascade. There could be lots of lots of second and third order effects. For example, if you were buying a home and the mortgage was being done by Silicon Valley Bank, not. Maybe you are... Maybe you used your collateral and you get a margin call now. I mean, there's all kinds of things that could happen. This is why I believe all of us should just wait till 6 a.m. Monday. If the stock market opens Monday and we do not have a forced marriage, I think things get messy very, very quickly. So a couple other things. This is the first bank failure since 2020. I don't know if you know that, but this is the first bank failure from 20, since 2020. I've already said it was the second largest. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank was involved in one half, one half of all venture-backed tech and life sciences. There will be companies that are forced to close. There will be rounds that don't happen. This could be a disaster for the Silicon Valley. But again, I ask you, and I suggest let's wait till Monday morning, perhaps Sunday evening, Pacific time. There's an announcement. Hey, Silicon Valley has been bought by JP Morgan. There are a couple of loan guarantees and bingo, bango. Monday comes and, you know, by Tuesday, this is behind us. But again, I want to stress this has the possibility, the non-zero chance of being a really, really big problem. So let's all wait. Let's see what happens by Monday morning at 6.30. Is there a marriage? Is there not? Does this cascade into bigger things? Does it take down other regional banks? We shall see. Uh, other things to talk about is it looks like Meta is going through with round two of layoffs. I don't know if you've seen this, but according to the Wall Street Journal, they are looking at round two or a series of round two layoffs that could total another 13 percent remember folks this is something i highlighted that was coming and meta will not be the last to have round two and unfortunately some perhaps many will have a round three 
couple of things to talk about next week. We have Monday, obviously, is important. Do we have a resolution, a marriage, a forced marriage uh, for Silicon Valley Bank? Tuesday, CPI. CPI is important. I think last time was 6.4. Most people are calling something lower. I think 6.162 is the expectation. Some people are being bold and calling 5.9. We will see. It's also important to realize that just like I said last yesterday, as soon as yesterday, even before yesterday, everybody was talking 50 basis points. They were talking six, six and a half terminal rate. I told you that wasn't coming. He's going to Bernanke this thing. Give us a quarter. My guess, again, is two more. I think we get one. I think Powell has to do a quarter. Uh, what is it? March 23rd, 22nd, something like that. I think we possibly get one more. And boom, folks, we have our terminal rate. But the CPI number is important. If CPI comes out at 7%, this is, of course, headline. For example, we may even in the face of a banking issue, have to go 50. So again, Tuesday is important. Tuesday will also be important for Lennar. Lennar, this is a real estate channel. Again, I'm trying to highlight, again, like the crash bros are wrong. Again, the crash bros are highlighting that builders are in chaos and in trouble and yada, yada, yada. I believe that builders will be a surprise outperformance this year. There's very little existing home sales out there. The first time home buyer, FHA, VA buyer is looking. I believe home builders will pivot to smaller homes, a la Pulte Homes. And then again, they don't have to drop price. They can just buy down rates. And as rates came down, did you see Friday's drop in interest rates? I personally have never seen a single day. We closed Thursday at 7%. We closed Friday at 6.74. And I expect follow through on Monday. Again, we what did we learn? What was that, six weeks ago? If the mortgage rates get sub six, chaos ensues, at least at the first time home buyer. So this S Silicon Valley Bank dropped interest rates. So we will see. We will talk about contagion Monday. Again, I expect there to be a forced marriage. Let's talk about odds. I like odds. I suspect there is a greater than 80% chance that Silicon Valley is bought and the deal is structured in such a way that come Monday, this is put to bed, maybe Tuesday. If that doesn't happen and we go to the other 20% and there is issues and nobody wants to jump in and take on Silicon Valley's risk profile, then we will talk contagion because then things could get bad. From where I sit, the only thing that could cause like a JP Morgan or Citigroup or other large institution to say no is that Silicon Valley Bank's balance sheet is riddled with termites. Again, as I said earlier in this uh, video, I, could, I, I haven't digested their balance sheet, right? They say they have $200 billion in assets, but if you're not marking to market, do you really have $2 billion? If you've marked them held to maturity, do you really have $200 billion? So again, this weekend, right now, right now, there are endless analysts and accountants pouring over balance sheet income and, yes, even cash flow statements, trying to come up with some kind of value. So we, we, I suggest most people 
don't give in to the fear. Let's wait till Monday. Because again, this has a chance to be resolved, or at least mostly. And again, this is not uncommon. We have seen weekends produce forced marriages. I think it was Washington Mutual over a weekend, or perhaps, yeah, Washington Mutual, I think, went to JP Morgan and Wells Fargo bought Countrywide. You can go back and look at those. I may have those confused. But this is what weekends are for. So it could happen again. Uh, what else do we got? Wednesday, we've got Adobe and Five Below. Thursday, FedEx. And then, of course, Friday, industrial production. Uh, I want to talk about the unemployment number. Or I'm sorry, not the unemployment. The employment number for February. Yesterday, I highlighted that someone guessed in a very close and accurate 312 when the number was 311. We have combed through the responses. And yes, folks, somebody guessed 311. So Kenny, Kenny, I've already reached out to you or replied to you. You guessed 311, which is the number. Very nice job. You will be getting a nailed it t-shirt. You just need to tell me your address so I can send it to you. Interesting to talk about housing forecasts. We're already seeing people change their opinions. Uh, Core logic. CoreLogic has adjusted their opinion. They now see by the end of 2023 that housing is up 3%. They're basically acknowledging that rates will be lower than they anticipated and that supply is lower than they anticipated. KPMG has adjusted their opinion, but still negative. They originally were at 11.9% negative. They are now at negative 8 and remember, folks, one of my 12 calls for 2023 is that John Burns would have to take their negative 20% call and move it up to at least negative 10. That has not happened yet, but I stand by one of my 12 calls. We are seeing other institutions adjust their forecast. John Burns, to my knowledge, has yet to do that. Folks, if you're still watching this and there are 132 of you at this moment, do me a favor, hit the like, subscribe, comment, hit the bell. We do daily financial news almost every day. I do it live because it's fun. So help me out. That would be great. Entrepreneur Magazine talked about 2023 being the year of fear. Folks, I think I have a t-shirt that talks about the tree of fear and the forest of opportunity. Don't let yourself be dragged into fear. It is scary, no doubt. But let's talk about Silicon Valley Bank for a moment. Most of you watching this probably never even heard of Silicon Valley Bank. Second, you probably have zero money at Silicon Valley Bank. So would you be directly impacted? But yet you are watching endless crash videos, banking crisis, this, that, the other. You are feeding the narrative. Where in reality, all we have to do is wait till Monday. Just wait till Monday. If we get to Monday and certainly Tuesday and there's nothing, by all means, let's go crazy. But let's not get ahead of where we are at. Core, I already talked about that. Sorry. Um, Want to make sure I have everything. So one of the things that we should talk about is mark to market and carry to duration. Mark to market is something that if you are around in 2006, 7, 8, you started to understand. If you watched the movie Big Short, you realize that mark-to-market was one of the great pivot points in the movie, right? We, the, uh, what is it, protagonist thought something was worth 25 cents. 
but the institutions holding that assets had it at 98 cents. And at some moment when the owner of those assets gave up and marked them down to 22 cents, the protagonist was the winner and made billions of dollars. It is that mark to market versus carry to duration uh, that it will be, I think, seen as one of the issues at Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, luxury homes, Redfin. Redfin must be watching this channel. Folks, I don't know if you saw this, but Redfin just said that U.S. home, U.S. luxury, U.S. luxury home sales sank 45% in Q1. Who brought you that first? This guy. It was the second lowest transaction volume on record. Luxury, as Redfin defines, is the top 5% of a market area, also sometimes called MSA. You can think city. The greatest collapse of luxury is in Miami, down 68%. Uh, New York, down 62 And San Jose, down 59 The median sales price of luxury homes peaked at $1.1 million. Guess what the uh, median price is today? Today, it is $1.09 million, or down about ten grand. Here's the deal. Inventory is up 7%. You and I have talked about this. Months of supply and luxury is up to three months. Non-luxury, down 5.5%. Folks, I keep telling you, the crash bros want to talk about housing market. There is not one market, even in one area. They like to skew the numbers and take, oh, look, look at the 100K price cut. Yeah, it's a $2 million home. How many first-time home buyers are looking at $2 million homes? The first-time home buyer, the 75% of the median is on fire. Fire. If you're lucky enough to be watching this and you can buy a luxury home, go write disrespectful offers. It is the time. Patrick Bed David is absolutely right. He's given plenty of examples where he has made offers on luxury, luxury, luxury at 30, 40% off list. All right, folks, that's what I have for the daily financial news. You must come back. I am doing a video on a crisis that is very similar to today. And as of this morning, nobody else is talking about it. Once again, one rental at a time will get your head right, will allow you to do your own research and tell you about the crisis we may be on the cusp for. I will be doing that in the next two minutes. Take care. Bye-bye.